Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. I'm Jason Masters, and it is springtime, so it's, at least for me and a lot of other people in my area, that time of year where it's cold in the morning, it's hot in the middle of the day, and it's cold at night again, or some mixture of the two, of the three. But essentially, it, that means that it's kind of time to start thinking about uh, energy savings and uh, smart thermostats. So we, we got a chance to both interview the CEO of Lux Products, and we also got a tester unit called the Lux Kono. And so uh, Alan Taylor is joining us. He's the CEO of our company. He's also the host of The Drive with Alan Taylor, as well as Entrepreneur Weekly. Alan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. And you're right. My wife is always cold. And so I'm having to uh, deal with the fact that she turns the fireplace on and the heat on. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, I walk out of my bedroom, and the rest of the house is like 90 degrees, and she's got a robe on. And then she'll get a hot flash and take it all off and be walking around her pajamas going, it's hot in here, turning the fans on and opening the doors. And then she'll get cold again, and it, the whole process starts over back and forth. So, uh, yeah, I'm dealing with this uh, kind of double whammy of springtime, you know, and, and where we both live. It can get really cold at night and beautiful 80, 90 degrees during the day, even in springtime. So the first line of uh, smart thermostats that came out took a little while for people to start adopting them. And you did not uh, upgrade to the smart thermostat until this point. So how has your first foray into the smart thermostat world gone for you as someone who is uh, mid fifties, not always the most tech savvy, but not also tech averse either. So yeah, I'm not tech savvy, but I'm not tech averse. That's a good way of saying it. I don't like installing tech. I like using tech. So I typically will have somebody like my son-in-law, one of my family members, one of my friends that is tech savvy install stuff for me, which I did. I had Brenda Massa, my son-in-law sitting right here. He installed it for me. Um, I don't know what the installation was. I was out of town when it came in. The next thing you know, he's like, download this app. I'm like, all right, I'll download the app. And then I'm turning my thermostat up and down from 2,000, 3,000 miles away. I was on the East Coast and we live in the West Coast. So I don't know, Brendan, what was the uh, what was the installation like, man, for you? Well, it, it, it took a minute to figure out the system that you have because you have to figure out what system you have in your house currently. And then you have to uh, go through the manual and figure out what process the, the uh, Lux Kono uses to set up based on your system. But once it was all figured out, it was five wires and plugged in and ready to go. Um, and then, uh, of course, they have the app that you can link it to, and uh, you can actually set it up to where you can have multiple different uh, thermostats. So if you have more more than one thermostat in your house or you have multiple houses or whatever you have, you can all off that one app control that thermostat um, anywhere you are in the world as long as you have internet access. And it actually makes it really nice because if you leave the house and you remember I left my house set at 72, but I don't want to keep it at 72. I want to keep it at 78. You can change it without having to call somebody to go over there and do it for you. Well, and another thing I noticed about the app is that the app, um, you can set geofences. So if you leave the house, it knows. Or when you're on your way home, you can say, when I'm halfway home, 
turn the heat on mm. and stuff like that. So that might even oh, that's be cool. some of the features that you haven't used yet. I have on. not used that yet. Well, I haven't had it that long, but I will say that I like the fact that if, you know, it, it's, it's sunny outside and then, of course, the clouds roll in and it starts raining, it starts getting cold, knowing that my wife is, you know, always cold. I can turn the heat up. So when we get home, the, the house is nice and toasty. I can make that choice. But you're talking about these geofences. Brendan, Jason, you guys got to show me how to use that. That sounds like cool stuff. For 149 bucks or whatever it is, I think that's, you know, this is the way to go in today's world. Right. And also there's different um, settings where, like, when you say uh, turn the, the heat down a little bit, it'll let you know, like, how much money you're saving by letting the... Um, heating system not run as hard and things like that so it actually comes down to a little bit of like you can decide maybe i'll put on a long sleeve shirt and save 10 bucks this month yeah well it's it's very funny to me because you know i i used to, i remember my dad when i was a kid my dad used to um say to me you know son change the channel uh because we didn't you know we didn't even have what we called a clicker and today we have the fully electronic, you know, I mean, all you're doing is holding the remote in your hand. You can do pretty much anything, control the world. And I still hand it to my wife and go, do me a favor, put it on such and such a channel. And so <laughs> I'm like one of those guys. I like things happening for me. And I, I think that uh, this this product, this Lux Kono, um, works great for me. I know there's several different brands out there. Brendan has a different brand. Um, but, I, you know, personally, I like it. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk to the CEO of Lux Products, and he'll go more in deep in detail about the Lux Kono as well as a couple other products they have for if you have an even older house that won't work with the Lux Kono. So this is Pop Tech Radio. We'll be right back. On the track, even one hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydro evacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in tire performance. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. I'm Jason Masters, and our show is brought to you by Bridgestone. They're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. And as I mentioned in the last segment, we're now going to be talking to the CEO of Lux Brands, Rob Munin, about the Lux Kono and a couple of their other products. The product of the day that we're going to be mainly focusing on is the Lux Kono. But if people are not familiar with the Lux brand, do you want to give people kind of the elevator pitch on, on what the Lux brand is? So the Lux brand has actually been a, a stable in the HVAC world for a long time. We've been making thermostats for over 35 years. We entered the market uh, of the smart thermostat about three years ago with the introduction of our Lux Geo, which was the, and still is, the only true battery-operated Wi-Fi thermostat in the marketplace. Uh, most recently, we launched our Lux Kono product, which I know we'll be talking a lot about today. Um, and we've been around for a long time. Lux was founded in 1914. We are actually over a 100-year-old company. Wow, congratulations. And it, yeah, it was founded by a guy by the name of Paul Lux. Uh, Paul was a clockmaker in Connecticut. 
And uh, so I don't bore everyone with uh, the year-by-year details. I'll fast forward to the middle of last century, which a lot of people probably have lux in their homes already, and not even with thermostats. We invented the mechanical timer, the kitchen timer that has the uh, little rocket ship for the dial that everyone's familiar with, kind of that mm-hmm. Laverne and Shirley L for lux. I like to uh, tease and say that was the first home automation device. Uh, and came from Lux. Wow. Still out there today. Long yeah. history. Uh, long history, exactly. And then uh, about 35 years ago, we started in with thermostats, and we've been a part of the HVAC fabric for, for that long. Uh, about three years ago, we launched our first Wi-Fi connected product called the Lux Geo. And Geo is the only true battery-operated thermostat, so it really works in every single situation. And uh, we've launched a couple of products in between, and most recently, we're talking about today, our Lux Kono Wi-Fi thermostat. Definitely. Now, before we go to the Kono, I would like to chat about the Geo real quick, because that seems like a perfect product for me. My house was built in 1948 and has some very old wiring, and so I've got the two-wire system that requires either the old-fashioned, um, you know, uh, what would analog... Uh, thermostat right. or right. the battery powered one like you're saying but i imagine that it took quite a bit of uh engineering and, and thought process behind making one that can run on batteries and do all these things that it can do without needing new batteries every you know couple days right so um and and there it is a patented technology and what we're able to do is uh, we talk to the wi-fi router and we talk to the thermostat uh, intermittently so, you know, while you would get the absolute benefit of our, uh, of our really friendly app, you would get the absolute benefit of all of our geofencing features, you can't really use the uh, voice assistance and none of the other thermostats in, in the market if they work, and they don't work off of true batteries. They all require that system power to use the uh, voice assistance, which I can't wait to tell you about our uh, flexibility there with Kono. But on the geo side... Um, it does have some great features. So the fact that you can use it in every situation with or without uh, a C-wire makes it what I like to call a guaranteed install, uh, and it, you'll get up and running. Uh, it also has one of our uh, a great feature. You can either mount it uh, horizontally or vertically. If sometimes these uh, old-style thermostats, like your heating system, may be between two joists or you know, between a door frame, and it might be hard to really fit in there. Right. Well, it sounds like a, a a great product for for people who have you know older homes or that that just that tight little area, especially like me, where um, it would have required you know to to install a newer model, adding wires and possibly changing out my actual method of heating my house, which is an older gas heater, which still works fine. Uh, so it, it would greatly increase my cost of wanting to. Uh, upgrade my home's ability to, uh, you know, monitor and and change my uh, heat settings by Wi-Fi. Yeah, and it, it comes in two colors. It comes in white and black. So we have uh, we have a majority of uh, of the basic needs met there. Um, and the 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 um, uh, fitting between the studs is a good is a good use case for the vertical and horizontal positioning of the geo. When we come back, we're going to cover more about the Lux Kono smart thermostat.
Craftsman is celebrating over 90 years of innovation. Since 1927, they've put hardworking tools into the hands of makers and mechanics. I've had Craftsman tools in my garage for decades, so I know firsthand that Craftsman comprehensive automotive tools and garage storage solutions will help you tackle your next project with confidence, whether you be a shade tree mechanic or a certified pro. So visit your local Ace Hardware or check out Craftsman.com to shop the latest hand tools, power tools, lawn and garden equipment, smart products, storage solutions, and a whole lot more. That's Craftsman.com. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. I'm Jason Masters, and we're still talking with Rob Munin, the CEO of Lux Brands. And let's get back to our conversation talking about the Lux Kono. So now the the Kono is out, and it's uh, you know getting really good reviews everywhere I've looked, and it seems to be a kind of a universal like no brainer between um, affordable, easy to use. Um, you know, you, you look at the world of smart thermostats and of course the, the first early adopters are going to be those people who love tinkering. A lot of them are, you know, Android users. They love that customize, uh, the custom ability, but then, you know, a few versions later, you start getting to these models like the Lux Kono where the average person can actually figure it out. That's a great point, Jason. So what we've, well, our research is very clear on this. Uh, the the mass market has yet to adopt the connected home and the Wi-Fi thermostat. So the thermostat is one of the main parts of a connected home for these early adopters. We looked at this as an opportunity to say, how do we reach out to a broader audience? How do we help you know lift the boats of uh, of everyone, raise the tide, so all the boats get to go? and increase the penetration into the main market. What we did was we looked at it, we said we need a very simple user interface. And if you look at the Kono, it has this really beautiful aluminum knob that makes it feel like that old-style thermostat you were talking about, where if you're cold, you turn it up to the right, and if you're warm, you turn it down to the left. Pretty much all anyone needs to know to operate the Kono at the wall. All of the smarts are now on this great app, which allows you to do very uh, detailed scheduling. We uh, include smart tips, so it is going to help you uh, learn better behaviors to save extra energy. Um, our products are going to be Energy Star certified this month, so you have that recognition that we do everything we can to help you uh, with the um, with energy savings, which of course is a lot of people's first route into a Wi-Fi thermostat. Right. So all of that, you know, kind of helps what you're talking about. It's simple. It's affordable. It averages retail. It's 150 dollars at Home Depots all across the country, and of course you can buy it online at shop.luxproducts.com. But one of the things that we also wanted to do to kind of tip the scales to everybody else is to allow it for personalization. And one of, the, um, one of the key aspects of the personalization is the look of the thermostat. And as you may have noticed, we have these interchangeable decor snap covers, is what we call them. They just pop off the front, and you can pop on a new one. Uh, the, the standard is a really nice-looking stainless black, black stainless uh, cover. And then we have 
10 other covers, uh, everything from two different shades of blue to, uh, to a sea green to, uh, obviously, the black, a white, and then even better yet, we have one that you can paint. So yeah, if someone I saw just, that. That was so smart of you guys because, obviously, you know, not everybody's going to want to uh, you know, go find their paint of choice. So you gave people a bunch of options of the, the pre-made colored ones, but then if you've got right. that person who just absolutely must have it their way, they can paint their thermostat to be the color of their choice, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, and we've actually had a lot of fun with it. So on the on the most practical side of that per, part of personalization, a lot of times when people come into the smart home world, it's because maybe they are recently in a in a home, uh, just moved, and they're saying, "Hey, how do we upgrade this?" Uh, or it's because they're remodeling a room, and you know, a lot of people spend a lot of time with you know paint colors and carpet or wood and what the decor is going to look like and then you look around and they have an ugly old plain old thermostat and how do they how do they modernize that and update it well obviously like you said we can take a pre-color that we've already uh, decided and we've made and they look great and they match or they contrast or they complement or if you have a little bit of paint left over you can it's primed for painting so you can just paint it yourself Obviously, the fun of it is we also have uh, uh, some contests where people can paint their favorite Christmas scene or if you're <laughs> painting, you know, your uh, school's logo, that sort of stuff. So a lot of fun we, you know, we're seeing uh, a lot of our consumers are having with the paintable cover. Right. And for me, I, I think the, um, the impetus to want to upgrade is in the money saving. And for me, the way my house is set up, my thermostat is kind of hidden behind a little pony wall from where all the heat comes out of my heater. So it's not that great at actually detecting the right temperature. And you can set it at, you know, 65, and it'll heat the room up to like 75 before it clicks itself off. And then you can set it to 64, and the room, it, it'll never turn on the heater because for some reason, mm. I don't know, it's just, it's just an old crappy <laughs> thermostat and so it's that customization where you're like okay if this area where my thermostat is is not really conducive to being perfect at detecting temperature i can at least upgrade to a smart thermostat where i can just make it so my thermostat isn't heating my house all day while i'm gone but i also don't have to go you know because i have an older gas heater i don't have to go lay on the ground turn the whole pilot off so it's not heating my house while I'm yeah. gone. And, and you've got all those great features built into the app. Let's talk about some of the different things you can do with the app when we come back. This is Pop Tech Radio. Don't go anywhere. Maybe you're asking yourself, who is that guy in the mirror? What happened to the guy with the brass knuckle attitude? Maybe he just needs to decide, is that a tie around his neck or a leash? Join the Brotherhood of Muscle with an available 485 horsepower Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger GT. The world's first all-wheel drive two-door muscle car at the Dodge Drive and Discover event. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 
listening to Popular Technology Radio, and we've been talking with Rob Munin, the CEO of Lux Brands. Let's focus our attention now on the Lux app that pairs with the Lux Kono. So among other things, we can have our AC or heat turn on as soon as we are on our way home. Yeah, that's a great, great lead in. Thank you. So we call that feature, which you are describing to a T, home and away aware. So a lot of people might read and, and understand the term geofencing. And essentially what it does is it allows you to set a perimeter from your home uh, as small as uh, a third of a mile, as big as 60 miles, so that when you are in that zone, you're running on your schedule. And when you are out of that zone, say if you go to work, you can just kind of set it and forget it. If you work, you know, seven miles away and you set your uh, geofence, your home and away aware for five miles, as soon as you get close to work, your thermostat is going to set back and save you that money so you're not heating your home. And then as soon as you jump into that zone, you now have five miles or however long that takes you to get home for your house to heat up or cool off to get to the right temperature. So we see a lot of energy savings uh, use with Home and Away Aware. Uh, scheduling is another really important part of our, of our app. It's easy to use, it's intuitive, and it's flexible. So the part of our scheduling that we like is really what we're all about. It's people want to be able to control their own comfort. We allow you all the flexibility you need to set that schedule up. You have the geofencing for the energy savings. And our smart tips are this really cool feature where if it's the, the winter and you have your heat set at a certain temperature and you're kind of feeling like, well, it's not the dead of winter and I'm not... I'm, feels kind of hot, actually. And you take your app out and you simply lower the temperature so that, you know, it cools off just a little bit. We're going to pop up and say, hey, you just can save yourself about three or four percent on your energy bills by that move that you just made. Do you want to make that a permanent temperature setting? And we nice. give you the option to say yes or no. If you say yes, it's done. We, we've now saved you money. You saved yourself money by making a positive choice. HVAC usage is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, consumer of, of your utility bill. And uh, on the app, we have a runtime meter. So you can just click on that area. You can see how much heat you're using. You can see how much air conditioning you're using in the season. Um, and what's really important there is sometimes, you, you know, if, you, uh, if you're running your system full on, 24 hours a day, there's something else that, that is at play here. So uh, that's almost one of those, um, uh, if you check your, uh, your heating bill and it looks really high and you look back in the past month at, at uh, how you've been using your, um, your heater and you see, geez, it's been running a lot. I know it's been cold, but it seems like it's running too much. It might be time to call in an HVAC professional just to make sure there's not something else going on uh, with the furnace uh, or the heating system that it's not operating at its own peak efficiency. Um, we, right. In fact, we, we get calls, uh, Jason, all the time from our consumers. We have an excellent tech support system here um, based right here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where we have HVAC techs that work for us, and they, people call in, and we help them out. We try to figure out you know, if they have any issues with the thermostat, obviously, and sometimes it's not the thermostat. Sometimes it's the system uh, that they have, and we're happy to you know, help them uh, find find help to get to get their HVAC system working well because 
really being comfortable is what we, we really aim for. Uh, as many people are starting to get these in-home uh, smart assistants, you know, Alexa, Google, right. Google Home, things like that, uh, what are some of the different types of ways you can interface with the Kono uh, with, with, with by voice? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. We actually see, Jason, that the, the smart home hub, if you will, um, in a lot of ways is starting to become the, the smart voice assistant. So you just went through uh, the big ones, right? So there's Apple HomeKit with their new HomePod. There's the, um, the Google Assistant, which is on all of the Google Home devices. And then there's the uh, Amazon Alexa, uh, which has the Echo devices that use the Alexa um, voice assistant. A lot of smart home products integrate with those, and the Kono integrates perfectly with all three of them. So if you've got one for the holidays and you're listening to music and asking Alexa what the weather is and that sort of thing, um, you can really start with a smart home uh, with a very, I would say, you know, two, two out of five uh, screwdriver uh, difficulty with a smart thermostat like the Lux Kono, you can now use your voice assistant for managing your comfort. So if you don't want to take your phone out of your pocket and you're watching the game and you want to make it cooler in the house because you know it's uh, getting all, uh, your friends are all having some fun there, you can just say, Alexa, make my thermostat cooler. Turn it down two degrees. Put it at 68 degrees. Whatever, what you, the commands are obvious, they're easy, and um, works just about instantly. And is there like a preset um, degree amount if you just say, Alexa, make it cooler? Is it going to go down by like one or two degrees or should you? Sp- two. Yeah, it's just a couple. <laughs> That's uh, cool. One or two. I've, I play with it, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how, uh, how geeky we need to get here, but um, uh, as, the, as the show goes. Uh, but, yeah, so depending on the half degree that the actual uh, thermostat is reading, um, Alexa or Google or Apple will then make their adjustments based upon that. Well, if people want to learn more, they can go to luxproducts.com. That's L-U-X, luxproducts.com. This is Pop Tech Radio, and we'll be right back. Have you ever tried to plan a vacation and the hotel costs, airfare, and pet sitter all add up to one big never mind? Well, it's time to embrace the adventure and go RVing instead. GoRVing.com is your one-stop shop for all things RV camping. Browse the different types of RVs, find a rental agent or dealer near you, and compare the costs. Explore more than 16,000 RV parks and campgrounds nationwide, and even plan your menus for the trip. Find out what you've been missing at GoRVing.com. That's GoRVing.com. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. I'm Jason Masters, and we're doing a little bit of a departure from consumer electronics for this portion of the show to talk about food science, but I think you'll find this really interesting when it comes to the scientific future of all of our food. So people have been hearing about the debate between GMO and non-GMO for probably over a decade now, and there are new types of gene-editing scientific uh, breakthroughs that are coming through all the time that fall, I believe, in a category that are not technically GMOs. And it takes a while for this information to disseminate down from 
the people making these discoveries, the people working in the companies doing this work, and the general populace. So um, in order to kind of help bring people up to speed with where our uh, the world of agriculture and food science is going, uh, we've got Greg Gochel on the line. He's the Chief Scientific Officer for CBIS. And so, Greg, tell us, what is your company doing for the world of agriculture and, and food for uh, the United States and, and the rest of the world? So I'm, I'm so excited to, to chat with you this morning, Jason. I think CBIS has uh, a tremendous contribution that, that it can make to agriculture. And, and really what we're doing is accelerating the breeding process by what we're doing. Right. And um, I think there's probably been some uh, memes that people have seen shared on social media where they go, uh, you know, people have been selectively breeding for a long time. You know, they show a picture of those little tiny baby bananas and they go, this is what the average banana used to look like before we selectively bred it to be like this. So there are ways that we can uh, affect the foods that we eat in different ways. How is Cebus working on the food of tomorrow? In really a couple of ways. What we're working on is uh, it is really like uh, using the spell checker or uh, typing on your, on your keyboard. So we have uh, a sentence and we want to change one letter in that sentence. And, and really, if you can imagine uh, the sentence as a gene within, uh, within the plant's genome, we're changing a letter and we're able to develop a new characteristic. And that's quite different than how uh, biotechnology has been able to affect its changes uh, over the last uh, 20 to 30 years. So um, you, ha- you have what are called transgenics, and in popular uh, speak, those, that's, that's what's termed GM. You've had very few traits in very few crops. So principally, the traits have been herbicide tolerance and insect resistance, and the crops principally have been corn, soybean, cotton, uh, and canola. With what we're doing in, in making a change in the spelling of a gene, um, we're doing that in many more crops, uh, some of them that have not been affected, uh, not had traits developed for them using biotechnology, um, and some where we see, uh, we, we see opportunities for uh, non-GM traits, um, meaning that, that they're really spelling changes or, or subtle, subtle differences in the genes that exist in the, in the plant. Some of the listeners to this show, I'm sure, will also be listeners to the, the podcast Radio Lab, and they've done lots of cool episodes about CRISPR and things like that. Is this in any way related to the way CRISPR works, where it can go in and um, basically edit exactly the specified gene and no more than than what it is specified for what the purpose is that they're trying to change or is this um, similar but different technology right so so what Cebus is doing is is principally spelling changes um so so you can look at gene editing as a spectrum of technologies so CRISPR and and maybe your listeners have also uh, heard Talon uh, as directed nucleases. So if you look at those as 
scissors that will cut at precise places within uh, a genome. Right. And alone, what they'll do is knock out or uh, attenuate the function of a gene. That that gives you a number of, of possibilities. So, for instance, uh, uh, competitors of ours uh, like uh, DuPont Pioneer are developing waxy corn uh, using uh, CRISPR technology, and Halix is uh, has developed uh, a, a high oleic soybean um, using Talon technology to get to many of the outcomes that Cebus is most interested in. Um, we want to change the spelling of a gene in a precise way, an A to a T or or uh, or some other combination of letters, and we believe that there are that, that there are unique opportunities in in being able to do that, and we believe that we're u- uniquely positioned to access some of those some of those traits. For people who this is just going way over their head, can we just talk about the um, the difference between GMO and gene editing? So and. and what some of people's fears are about GMO and whether or not they are founded or have been disproven? Absolutely. So, so if, if someone looks at GMO, and, and, and really GMO uh, is transgenic, and what that means is you have a piece of DNA that's come from somewhere else, so it could be a, a, a plant, it could be a bacteria, it could be fun, fungus, it could be something else. And that's randomly inserted within the crop genome. And that's been used to achieve traits like uh, insect resistance and, and herbicide tolerance, as I said. What we're doing and is, is similar to what breeders have been doing for thousands of years. Um, Every time you step outside, um, you, you're assaulted by uh, the sun's rays and chemicals and, and, and other, uh, other things that change the spelling of your, of your genes and, and, and make you and I different. So in plants, you've got many differences that have accumulated over time. And in understanding exactly what those differences are and how they contribute to um, an ability to use water uh, or an ability to make different starches or oils, we can leverage that within the existing genes in a plant and develop traits that, that are beneficial for sustainability or for healthier food or, or many other things as well. Stay tuned. We've got more from Greg Gochel, the Chief Scientific Officer from CBIS. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about gene editing and non-GMO altered foods. Let's say you want to make a DIY repair on your vehicle. Where do you go? Where do you turn for advice? Alan Taylor here. If you're considering free online repair advice, you might want to consider the source. Instead of putting your vehicle at risk, rely on accurate, complete guidance from start to finish with the experts at Haynes. Every Haynes manual is based on a complete teardown and rebuild of the vehicle. They learn the best ways to do the job and make it easier and cheaper for you. Available at most auto part retailers or at Haynes.com.
Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. I'm Jason Masters, and we've still got one more segment left with Greg Gochel from Cebus. And let's get back to our conversation where we were just kind of getting into what these changes actually do to the foods. With GMO, I believe I've heard of like some plants being injected with um, like fish DNA or something like that. Is that that's kind of more the the direction that GMO stuff goes, where they they take something unrelated and and try to find a way to incorporate it into a plant. Yeah, exactly. So you've got something that's not normally found in the plant's DNA that's put there randomly to uh, cause a new a new phenotype or a new characteristic. So, for instance, the fish gene was used to improve the tolerance to uh, to cold. Um, Interesting. There are many genes within plants uh, that that you can use to naturally increase the tolerance to to cold. I mean, you have you have plants that grow in very cold places. You've got plants that grow in very warm, dry places, and therefore, across the spectrum of plants, you have this ability naturally. You just need to understand what the spelling changes are to make in the relevant genes to develop those new characteristics. When you are planning these changes for plants, um, on the farmer side, I'm sure there's lots of need for... um, bug and mold resistance and things like that. But then I've also done, I've read some articles recently where they're talking about trying to make um, certain rice or things like that healthier for us. And, and so then we can eat like a bowl of white rice, but suddenly we're getting more protein and fiber. Is that within the wheelhouse of what you guys are trying to do? Or are you mainly focusing on plants and their hardiness? Yeah, so, so we're developing both uh, farmer traits as well as traits for uh, consumers. So uh, we're specifically involved in uh, improving canola oil, uh, and there's a number of aspects for canola oil that, that make it better, uh, make it healthier, for instance, reducing the, the saturate level um, or Increasing uh, a component called oleic acid, which is which is really what's involved, or what what the main component of olive oil is. So, so depending on what the composition of the oil is, you have opportunities to to improve that oil. Um, uh, so, in addition to working in canola oil, we work on flax as well, and flax has healthy components that that are similar to fish oils. And, and so maybe you're interested in um, having the omega-3 eggs. And what you may not realize is that to have those omega-3 eggs, um, the chickens are fed flax, flax seed. And what you see as omega-3 in the eggs has come from that flax seed. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So for the average listener, I mean, most people listening um, are probably not a farmer or a um, genetic scientist. You know, it's just the average guy listening in their car. What other messaging would you like to get out there for the, for the average uh, end consumer of this type of product, um, whether it's something to be excited about or um, whether you would like to uh, quell any fears they may have about any kind of 
newfangled food technology. Right. So every time you visit a new country, I think you're, um, you, you have food in front of you at, at restaurants or, or as, you, as you visit uh, within that country. And, and, and food is part of culture. We at Cebus take food very, very seriously. Um, uh, we all have families, and, and we all believe in safe, sustainable food and are excited by the opportunities across a range of plants. And so I, I think specifically for disease, which in plants is, is as big of an issue as it is for people, you have an ability to really accelerate breeding to address a population that's going to, going to get to 11.4 billion based on the FAO prediction by 2050. All right. Well, if anybody out there is listening and they do happen to be uh, a farmer or anybody who knows a farmer and would like to check this out, you can go to cebus.com. That's www.cibus.com. We've been talking with Greg Gochel. He's the chief scientific officer for Cebus. This is Pop Tech Radio, and we'll be right back. Where does the love for a car come from? If the car is a Subaru Legacy, the answer would be the symmetrical all-wheel drive. Power goes to all four wheels all the time for optimum grip. The Subaru Boxer engine's lower center of gravity makes the Subaru Legacy more responsive around corners and gets better fuel economy than front-wheel drive competitors. What you have then is a mid-size sedan with grip, handling, and enviable fuel economy. It's no wonder it turns people into people who love cars. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Welcome to another hour of Pop Tech Radio. I'm Jason Masters, and our show is brought to you by Bridgestone. They're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. And for this part of the show, we're featuring a headphone brand called One More. For quite a few years, there has been this boom of headphone brands and each of them has their own thing that makes them unique there's been the marley brands that use all the wood and there's the brands that are seventeen hundred dollars a pair and each brand has their own thing that is kind of making them unique and one brand that stood out to me especially after trying them is this brand one more and that part of the reason for that is that they have multiple drivers, uh, also known as speakers to the, the layman, I guess, uh, in their headphones, and it really makes a noticeable difference. So uh, we've got Ari Morgulin joining me right now. He's the director of marketing and PR for One More USA. And so Ari, how did this company begin? It seems like uh, you kind of started off with these headphones that had two drivers in them and um, as, over the years have kind of worked up to now having headphones and earbuds that have three and even four drivers in them. Correct. So um, one more um, started when uh, four or five engineers 
who were working for Foxconn, which makes um, Apple products uh, and Amazon products, um, wanted to do an audio company. Um, so they were there working on the um, iPod Touch and the Amazon Kindle, um, and there really wasn't um, any audio product that they were doing that had any um, quality to it or um, any um, real intelligence. So four or five of them got together uh, and left and started one more. And they kind of brought the Apple DNA with them in terms of having a premium customer experience, but at the same time wanted products that were affordable. Um, as you know, Apple products are um, premium quality, but also premium price. Um, they wanted a premium user experience and, uh, and an affordable price. Um, so that was the impetus for, for leaving and forming their own company. And that was in 2013 when One More was born. And one of their first successes right away was uh, making the inbox earbuds for Xiaomi's handsets. So Xiaomi is like the Apple of China. Um, they primarily make um, cell phones. And in their first two years of business, um, one more sold about 22 million single driver uh, headphones um, based on a patented technology in the driver. Wow. And, um, and, and so what, really what was that patent? The, um, it, the patent is the way the driver works. Most drivers vibrate and oscillate in a, in a random fashion. Um, they designed one that uh, the, the uh, part that makes the noise, the diaphragm, moves up and down like a piston uh, rather than oscillating or vibrating. And that reduces the distortion significantly. So you're able to get a much better sound signature out of the same unit that's in everyone else's um, products. And that was their genius. And that remains the core uh, in all of our products, with the exception of our, our, our new over-ears. So even as you, they grew and decided to do their own dual driver, triple driver, quad driver, et cetera, um, they all have maintained that, that single piston style dynamic driver in them. And that's one of the reasons we're able to get such a premium quality sound. This is Pop Tech Radio. Don't go away. On the track, even one hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydro evacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in tire performance. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. I'm Jason Masters, and we're continuing our conversation with Ari Morgulin from the headphone brand One More. And we're focusing our attention on the array of headphones they make that all have multiple drivers in them. Let's get back to the conversation. For the same reason that I think, uh, you know, when you're wanting like a premium theater experience, that you know, you, whether you're uh, doing a home theater or you're at a movie theater, there's usually uh, a priority placed on letting you know how many speakers there are for the, that experience. You know, you go buy a sound bar. They're saying they've got a bunch of different speakers that are different sizes and things like that. So they can reproduce all of these different uh, frequencies. And that's one thing that I've noticed with, with trying out these headphones that have more than one driver is that it seems like when you're listening to uh, music that's been especially well-recorded even... 
uh, or with lots of different musical instruments in it, that you get a lot of separation. Um, even if it was recorded, you know, in a mono kind of way, it seems like your guys's headphones are able to separate those frequencies and make it even just like to your ear. I'm wearing, I'm actually wearing a pair of your headphones right now. It's on your ear, and you can feel like sound coming out of different areas, and it, it feels like you're hearing a room full of people instead of just one small circle of sound being emitted next to your head. Correct. I mean, I think you pretty much nailed it as far as the, the way that that technology works. Um, the more um, drivers you have or speakers, as you said, um, the more each one is able to focus on a specific set of frequencies, and uh, then you get more clarity within that frequency range. Um, so as we go up into our dual driver, for example, um, the, the whole frequency range is now split into two. So you have one driver, the dynamic driver, um, doing the low end, and the balanced armature driver doing the high end. So you start to get that separation, which is exactly what, what you just said and what people will feel. Um, and it, again, it acts just like your home theater. The more speakers you put in there, for the most part, as you go up the ladder, um, you know, now I think 7.1 channel is pretty much the standard for home theater. I think even some, you know, movie theaters have up to 12 to 15 channels. Um, that it just works the same way. Each one is able to separate out a frequency, focus on that frequency, and deliver that sound much better. Um, and that's kind of the idea behind it. Um, one of the additional things and one of the secret sauce in our headphones as well is that each one of our headphones is tuned um, by Luca Bignardi. He's a Grammy-winning sound engineer. So he also does the final tuning on it. Um, and his mission is to recreate the sound the way the artist intended it. Um, rather than to create a sound curve or a sound signature that's artificial in nature. Um, Beats is a good example of a company that did a lot of forced treble and forced bass. Right. Um, and, and that was something that they chose to do. Um, not some people like that. Um, the, the, and some people don't respond well to that. If you like classical music or stuff with vocals, it's not going to sound real good um, in that kind of um, sound signature. So again, Luca really wanted to represent the sound the way it was actually recorded, which you seem to you know key right in on. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely noticed that with beats and things like that. It, the people who gravitate towards those uh, tend to be the same kind of person who, you know, may, uh, I don't know, this is probably overgeneralizing, but the kind of person who also really likes to have the bass turned way up in their car to where it's it's almost kind of off balance and you can't hear the rest of the music as well as the feeling of the vibration, which some people are really into that, that feeling of the vibration, but but, it, but it's off balance. And I noticed with, with all of the One More products, you can really get some amazing bass out of these but it's not off balance or um, clouding over the other frequencies of the of the band because uh, you know w with other headphones as well they're using one driver and if that one driver is primarily focused on creating these super low waves then that that's going to reduce that cone's ability to produce other frequencies right correct and you know there is no such thing as a perfectly tuned headphone, uh, even in the $10,000 pairs of headphones that are out there. There's always going to be some compromise. But the question is, what compromise do you want in that? Um, as you said, if you deliver really good treble or really good bass, you're going to be ignoring another part of this, the sound curve. 
Um, and so you're, you're going to give up um, something there. So there really is no such thing as a perfect one. But again, um, you know, our goal was to just represent the sound the way that it was recorded or as close to the way that the artist intended it. Um, and I think a lot of people um, have responded to that. Right. Well, so can you kind of walk us up the line of these products? Because sure. you can kind of see a natural progression where you went from the dual driver up to the triple driver, and now there's a quad driver. But then even more amazingly is you're able to fit three and four drivers into these tiny little earbuds. Correct. Well, part of that, so I'll walk you up. So again, we started with this single driver um, that had the piston technology in it. Uh, and the next step was to add a balanced armature. Uh, balanced armatures, you know, work this in a similar fashion, but they are much better at producing the higher frequencies. So um, when you step up to the dual driver, you have the dynamic driver basically act, acting as the low end and the balanced armature taking care of the high end. Then when we went to the triple driver, which is um, one of our best-selling products, I think it is our best-selling product um, as of right now, um, they added an additional um, balanced armature. And the balanced armature design that we made is also patented. That features a dual weld point. Most balanced armatures only have one. Um, so that does two things. One, it um, increases the durability of the product, and two, it allows you to um, miniaturize it and make it uh, smaller. And we put those two uh, balanced armatures and then three in the quad driver into the actual acoustic tube itself. So they're, they're very close to your ear canal when they're inserted. Um, so they're only having to move a very small amount of air, and that allows for the tuning process to really, really deliver the sound that we want. Um, the further away the drivers are from your ear, where your sound, the sound is received, the more chance it has to have distortion within your ear, bounce around your ear canal, or have other factors um, change the way that it sounds. So that was kind of another innovation of ours, was to put the drivers in the actual acoustic tube itself and have them be very, very close to your ear. Stay tuned to Pop Tech Radio for more on the one more brand of headphones and their latest products. Craftsman is celebrating over 90 years of innovation. Since 1927, they've put hardworking tools into the hands of makers and mechanics. I've had Craftsman tools in my garage for decades, so I know firsthand that Craftsman comprehensive automotive tools and garage storage solutions will help you tackle your next project with confidence, whether you be a shade tree mechanic or a certified pro. So visit your local Ace Hardware or check out Craftsman.com to shop the latest hand tools, power tools, lawn and garden equipment, smart products, storage solutions, and a whole lot more. That's Craftsman.com. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. I'm Jason Masters, and our show is brought to you by Bridgestone. They're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. This is our last segment with Ari Morgulin from the One More brand. And again, they focus on making headphones that are multi-driver headphones. Really one of, if not the only brands I've seen that does this, where they've got two to four speakers, essentially, in each headphone and in the earbuds as well. So let's hear about some of the latest products from One More. So sure. the, the latest products that you have right now, you have, and maybe you can even tell people a little bit of the difference. There's over-ear and on-ear, right? Yeah, well, you know, technically, so our, our two newest products are the quad driver in-ear, like you said, which is an evolution of the triple driver, both um, adding uh, additional balanced armature, but also um, adding um, 
better uh, build and materials. And then the other one is the triple driver over ear. Um, but the over ear portion of it is really dependent on your individual ear size. So for some people, it may fit as an on ear. Um, and for other people, it might fit as an over ear. Um, so I, I wouldn't, you know, it's definitely called an over ear headphone. I would say for the vast majority, it would be an over ear headphone. For some people, it would be an on ear. Um, the reality is, it doesn't really affect the sound quality at all. Do you want to talk a little bit about just that the, that quad driver um, set of earbuds themselves? Because th- I believe those were the ones that I tried personally, and just the amount of instrument separation that you can get in a tiny set of earbuds is just amazing. And they are um, really good at blocking out the exterior noise. I've used these while mowing the lawn uh, near you know, a highly trafficked road, and I could hear all of my music and phone calls super well over the all that crazy noise and just had a great time with them. Sure, I mean, I'd be happy to walk you through some of, some of the highlights for sure. So um, the upgrade in build quality was, was significantly better. Um, we took the cable um, and made it... Um, have a coating on it that will prevent it from um, kinking um, and prevent it from um, um, tangling up. Um, we also took the dynamic driver um, and instead of making it out of titanium, have made it out of graphene, um, which is a, a, a single carbon atom layer, which is essentially the same material as diamonds. So it's extremely hard and rigid um, driver, um, and that's going to just lend itself to durability um, and sound quality as well. Um, so that's really uh, the increase in build quality. And on the outside, on the um, the housing, um, we up- upgraded the alloy to a higher-end aluminum alloy, and um, that really does affect the, the long-term uh, quality of the product, the feel of the product. If you hold the earbud in, in your hand, it feels really slick and sweet, and it has a very futuristic aesthetic, which is uh, like most of our headphones. So one other thing uh, I'm noticing on the website mm-hmm. is you guys have a VR gaming headphone set. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Sure. Um, this this year is our first year going into gaming headphones. Um, VR was our first um, introduction into the gaming world. Um, you know, we're known for essentially for our audio quality and value. Um, the VR represents, you know, um, audio quality. It is a 7.1 channel um, surround sound headphone. Um, and it's packed with features, which are, if you uh, are a gamer, um, you know, that's something that you're really paying attention to. It has a customizable LED um, lighting tube. Um, so if you're on an eSports team, if you're an Overwatch fan or anything like that, and you play frequently, you can customize it to um, the color of your team. Um, it has also a magnetically levitated driver on it, um, which produces a rumble effect. So a lot of other headphones do have a rumble effect, but they use um, like an oscillating magnet to do it, um, and it can cause some irritation in your ear. Hmm. Um, ours is magnetically levitated. It basically sits on magnets and vibrates in a different fashion, which, which produces a slightly less annoying um, vibration on your ears. Um, and in addition to that, the, um, the tuning of the headphone, um, that vibration and that, that sound effect um, only comes at, at certain sound frequencies, mostly around 30 thousand hertz or excuse me 30 hertz which is really close to like airplane noises explosions and gunshots so it's not going to be vibrating the entire time that you're going to be you know using it. it's going to be vibrating when you kind of get that extra oomph in your 
um, in your ear. Hmm. So it's really, really was like a thoughtfully designed headphone that brought the audio quality and the specs that gamers want kind of together um, to have kind of like this, this excellent baby. And of course, um, at our, our cost of $149, half of the cost of most other headphones out there. I mean, like a Turtle Beach would cost you about $300. Um, Odyssey just released their Mobius. It's about $600. Um, so ours, again, is that nexus between audio quality and value. Um, and that's really one of the things that we're trying to bring to all of our products. Right. Well, it sounds like you've got like an amazing lineup of products that really just hit that sweet spot of superior build quality, patented awesomeness, and extreme affordability. Well, if anybody listening, um, as I mentioned earlier, you can get all their products. They're highly reviewed on Amazon. You can also buy them on their website with totally free shipping. Their website is onemore.com, the number one more. We've been talking with Ari Morgwalen, Director of Marketing and PR for One More. This is Pop Tech Radio, and we'll be right back. Asking yourself, who is that guy in the mirror? What happened to the guy with the brass knuckle attitude? Maybe he just needs to decide, is that a tie around his neck or a leash? Join the Brotherhood of Muscle with an available 485 horsepower Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger GT, the world's first all-wheel drive two-door muscle car at the Dodge Drive and Discover event. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 